Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts, Faris and Gordon. Visit bitcoinbasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. For anyone listening, this episode is visually intensive, so visit bitcoinbasics.help for all our video platforms. We use TradingView, which is free to set up an account for all our charts. So check out our Bitcoin recommended products and services while you're at bitcoinbasics.help. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Basics podcast. This is Ferris flying solo today as we are having a look at the markets. Now, I am about seven hours early before the markets close for the week. Um, first and foremost, let's have a look at Bitcoin. So if you are new to Bitcoin and I mean, just joined us within the last two years, welcome. This is something that you're going to have to get used to. We have these huge gains in Bitcoin, you know, three, four, five hundred, one thousand percent returns, followed by some very nasty drops. And this is what we've seen. So let's have a look at the chart. And we can see last week, this very last candle we have right here, that was a pretty nasty week. Uh, a lot of people were expecting a bounce from 40,000 and we just plowed straight through. Um, good news is you have battle scars. You've, you're living through a crypto winter. <laughs> That's not much good reprieve, I'm sorry, but... Uh, don't give up on Bitcoin, guys. Um, we always advocate dollar cost averaging. So the other good news is you can buy cheaper Bitcoins at the moment. And if you stayed with the principles that we talk about, dollar cost averaging, just buy in on a weekly basis, regardless of the price, you are buying cheaper Bitcoin. The better news or worst news, depending on your perspective, is we can still go lower from here. So if we want to look at where's our next line of support... It'd be at around 31,000 to 29,000. So between 29 and 31 is where potentially we can still keep dropping to before we, we pick up. Um, because we've just had such a huge drop, I mean, we've dropped 50% now, uh, you would expect a bit of a bounce simply because it's just come down so quickly so far. Um, so if we're looking at other indicators like RSI, for example, um, we'll see that these are at levels we have not witnessed in a very long time and seldom have witnessed in Bitcoin. So the RSI, now this actually measures just how exhausted or oversold or overbought conditions so if you're getting above 80, you're overbought, which means it's going to be time for pullback. And if you're getting, and then normally I'd say if you're getting below 20, but Bitcoin seldom goes below 40. And we are at 36.94 at the moment. And in the last three years, we've only been lower than that twice. And each time we had a bottom formation. So I don't want to predict what price is going to do. We don't know because even though this has only happened twice, it can happen a third time and it can happen a first time, meaning we can go even lower. So if we go on the RSI, go even lower to 30 or to yeah, 30 on the RSI, and we're not 37, uh, we would yeah, be looking at 30,000. If we take out 30,000, guys, 
Um, our next line of support is all the way down to 20,000. So again, what do we always say? Dollar cost average. Um, so yeah, we would be looking at 30,000 hopefully to hold, then 20,000. The indicator for us to go long is two things. One is, so we got in on the last one on a Bollinger Band. So our very last entry on this program where we said now is the time to go long was this candle here at 35,000. And that's because it broke above this internal Bollinger Band here. And this was your signal to get out. This candle here broke below. Um, this here is, is actually a signal to go short, but we don't really short Bitcoin because it can just spring right against you. So that's your signal um, to go short. Now, to go back long again, we'd need something that looked like this. So we'd actually want a close above this Bollinger Band in here, which is now at 43,800. So if you want to go long, and then keep in mind again, this is a weekly chart. That's what we're looking for. So at this stage, if you are a trader, uh, as I said, you've got battle scars. What did you learn? from this experience. Um, a, lot, a lot of this mess happened because several traders were over leveraged. And this is what happens in Bitcoin. To be fair, we did not get a signal of a top. Um, the RSI up here was not overbought. Um, there was no signal to say, hey, we're topping here. And the only one potentially was sentiment, which we got back here. This is when we had all the laser eyes on Twitter. Everyone's saying we're going to 100K. People were a bit nervous here. So the sentiment was still a bit subdued. We started getting excited, but yeah, you didn't really get a signal of a top here. Um, and yeah, it's quite rare that you would have a double top where that went higher to all-time highs. So that did catch a lot of people by surprise. Uh, but this is where we are now. So what did we learn? Don't get leverage. Dollar cost average is what we learned. Um so yeah, this is where Bitcoin is now. We would be looking at a support at 30,000, around 30,000, give or take $1,000 either side. If we break below 30,000, we've got a vacuum, unfortunately, all the way down to 20. So what's the positive? You can buy cheaper Bitcoins. If you believe in Bitcoin at you know, 35,000, at 70,000, there's no reason you shouldn't believe in it cheaper. The fundamentals are getting stronger, and this is something we do post and write about the fundamentals of Bitcoin, and they are getting stronger. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Uh, we'll have a quick look at some of the alts. So these, the alts, the only alts I really look at are by market cap. Uh, weekly chart again, so this is Cardano versus Bitcoin. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. there's a reason I don't like to trade these. The moves are just so quick. You're looking at a weekly chart here. And had this close, this last candle, which is not seven hours away from finishing, if it closes above this moving average here, you'd be looking at a buy signal there, but... Your risk reward is not worth it. Uh, Bitcoin cash to Bitcoin is still falling. 
Um, this has just been in a steady decline for a, f a long time now. Uh, it's not actually moving that much. It's just a dormant decline since May of 2021. Binance to Bitcoin has a lot more volatility in it. Um, at this stage, Binance to Bitcoin yeah, is just basing out. There's no pattern. We had this triangle, which we looked at in the show a while ago. It broke out of that one convincingly. So it's just potentially forming a new base, not going any lower, not going any higher. Uh, Binance to the US dollar. Um, so your altcoins potentially, they'll move first and then Bitcoin can follow. Uh, it's simply because there's more speculation in them. Uh, we do have this trend line here in Binance. Yeah, that's almost a year long. Oh, that's a nine month trend line. So that's pretty interesting that. It's bouncing off that trend line. I really don't pay attention to single trend lines unless they're at least six months long. A trend line by itself, people just move them. But if it's six months long, then I'll pay attention. And yeah, oh, actually, this could be almost a year old now, this trend line, when you look at that. So that's interesting. This is Binance is holding up. Um, that's Binance USDT. Uh, Bitcoin dominance is hitting the lows. It's not the all-time lows. The all-time lows are not far off. So we're at 40%. And we've talked about this in one of our shows before where the dominance now, it used to be um, Bitcoin dominance really was just against a handful of cryptocurrencies. Um, that was back in the day where we had 2,000 cryptocurrencies, but not many had a lot of volume, whereas now we've got 6,000. So even though Ethereum, Cardano, Bitcoin Cash, the big ones are looking a bit um, weak against Bitcoin, because we've got 6,000 cryptocurrencies, there's just so much money that's gone out of Bitcoin into these other ones. So the Bitcoin dominance index is really not the indicator that it used to be simply because it's, yeah, there's just so much more in the mix now. So Ethereum versus Bitcoin. So we had this flag pattern forming. It broke above that flag pattern, then broke below. So they say that a... Uh, a signal that fails is actually more of a signal. Sorry, a pattern, excuse me. A pattern that fails is more of a signal than a pattern that forms. So I'd say that is mute now. Um, so Ethereum versus Bitcoin, we still got this trend line now, so we can remove that flag pattern. This trend line now forming, uh, 0.0635. So there still could be some more weakness in there, but honestly, I wouldn't do anything with this. This is just... Not much of a pattern at the moment. Um, yeah, so what are we seeing now in the market, guys? A lot of indecision. What do you do when there's indecision in the market? You do absolutely nothing. Keep your cash in reserve. Ethereum versus the US dollar. So we've got a line of support. So support means you've got some buyers that will pick up because they're there in the past. At 1752. So the Ethereum is now um, $2,437. Uh, 
uh, we could potentially go as low as 1752 before a bounce. Uh, same rules apply with Bitcoin. Your RSI here would be, I imagine, quite um, oversold, which it is almost the exact same as Bitcoin, actually, 3679. So you'd probably get an RSI bounce here. Um, I would be surprised, guys, if crypto winter is going to be over in the next few months. I think we are potentially looking at downsides. Sorry, some more downs and consolidation like what we have here. So be prepared for a few months of maybe just sideways chopping and changing. Now, what is irrelevant actually is what's happening with the S&P 500. So this is the um, ES1, which is a futures. So what we're looking at here, this is the weekly chart, and the blue line is just a 21-week moving average, and it's just a way of phasing out, are you in a bull or a bear market? Uh, we have closed significantly below that line. So as you can see, since the bottom of March 2020, um, which was the bottom of the COVID wave, We've just had this huge run up in the S&P 500 where it has more than doubled since then. So in less than a year, the S&P 500 has more than doubled. This is during a global pandemic where economies have been shut down. So yeah, it does not make sense whatsoever. So you could argue there has been a correlation between Bitcoin and this. The difference is Bitcoin's actually seen some corrections. This thing has not. Um... Yeah, I I just, the one thing that these markets have going for them, when I say markets, I mean indices, equities, is you've just created a lot of day traders. You've given them free money when, you know, the COVID response was just put money in people's bank accounts and they started trading. And it's been easy to trade. You just go along. You buy the dip. So every time this thing is dipped, and it looks like it's going to go lower, People, buyers have just come in. So the last time we closed below this 21 moving average, ooh, that was close. You know, you wouldn't, that didn't really, you had this dip come in here. So the last time we actually closed below this, guys, here, which is November 2020, and then immediately the bull run continued. And we, that was the first, yeah, the first time in the last um, two years that that's happened. So, can this thing keep going down? Yes, it can. Can it keep going up? Yes, it can. Based on a chart alone, I wouldn't do anything here. Um, you just walk away from it. Because one thing to keep in mind is with the NASDAQ, especially in the S&P 500, you've only got a handful of companies that are keeping this thing afloat. Most of them have actually gone down. So if we look at the fangs, these are the ones that were keeping the market afloat. And they're, oh, they're not looking good, actually. So here you've got Amazon, which had a terrible, terrible week. And to me, the first thing I'm noticing is it's broken out here, yeah. 
So it had this sideways consolidation in Amazon, this huge pattern here. And base patterns are what you want to pay attention to because what you're seeing here, this is a tug of war between buyers and sellers. Um, buyers are coming in at this line and then sellers are coming in up here and up there. And so this is, think of this as a tug of war where no one's winning. And then you either break above it and you go all-time highs, you break below it. So right now we've broken below it. So yeah, Amazon is not looking good and Amazon is a huge, huge um, portfolio owner. What do we have next is Facebook. Um, Facebook's got more of a support below. So where Amazon has a lot lower to go, there's actually a lot more support on in Facebook. So you got this consolidation pattern in here will hold up. And then, yeah, Facebook's got, even though it had a really bad week, even though technically it's in bear territory, it's got some support underneath it. Tesla has a fair way to drop still if it keeps going. I mean, Tesla can still go to $800 and a touch lower. Um, so Tesla, because it is a tech company, people you know treat it like a car company. It's not. It's actually a tech company. It can still go to $800. These tech companies move very, very quickly either direction. So Tesla can still go to $800 which is another significant drop from where it is now at 943. Netflix, oh, I think they missed earnings. So any huge move like that is based on news. And yeah, Netflix, I think they actually gapped down significantly. So we'll go to a day chart. Yeah, look at that. So if you were long Netflix, um, <laughs> you just woke up one morning and your portfolio's lost 20% and there's nothing you could do about it. So as a trader, I used to always get out. Um, a, two weeks before earnings. I want to be in anything during earnings um, because it's a gamble. Earnings can miss or earnings can lead expectations. So yeah, when I used to day trade, I would get out of individual shares during earnings. So so yeah, Netflix has dropped now. You probably would get a bounce here actually on Netflix if you if you're a very risky trader. Um, you, you know, you could buy Netflix here and get a bounce a 10% bounce probably but hey that's not what we're about here um google oh yeah same thing google can drop even lower from here google can easily lose another 10% wow that's a very big topping pattern on google yeah you've got a multiple head and shoulders top up here so you got your shoulders your yeah it's ugly but it's a multiple head and shoulders top and we've broken through key support uh, right at 2620. 26, so Google has at least, I'd say, another 10% drop to 2440. And that can keep going lower and lower and lower. So the fangs are actually starting to look weak. And it's the fangs that's been holding up this S&P NASDAQ run. Boeing, uh, that shouldn't be in there anymore. That was part of the fangs. Um, but yeah, airlines have actually just been decimated with COVID. Uh, Apple. Apple has some good support. 
So Apple's holding up the best. Now, as a company, they are not earning what they used to. Their revenues are nowhere near what they used to be. Well, sorry, their revenues are the same despite the stock market going up. So they're still very overvalued as a company. But from a chart point of view, this is um, the least frightening chart of what we've seen in the FANG so far. Microsoft can drop it till 280. That has broken some good key support. That can still keep going down, but it's got a lot of support underneath it. So it could bounce at 280. If it goes through 280, it's got support at 260. Yeah, so Apple is the least damaging one. Amazon looks quite scary, actually. That's got a long way to go still. All right, let's look at commodities. So oil is one that on this program we said looked like a buy if we close. At, there's going to be, um, we said there's going to be pullback at here when you get to 85. This is UK oil, crude, Brent crude. So that's, we did get that pullback. Um, I do believe we're still, oil long term is still a buy. Um, and as I mentioned on the show, uh, if you are an advocate for alternative um, sources of fuel, then you actually want expensive oil. Because if oil is cheap, no one's going to bother with alternatives. It's just easy to buy cheap crude. Uh, when oil is expensive, it's going to help you look at alternatives. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't do much. It's disadvantageous for poor economies where people need to travel. If It will really hurt the poor, but it will, in the same token, help companies that are looking at alternatives to fuel. Um, but we need to think of oil as just not in transport. Like you go grocery shopping and you come home, you're coming home with a bag full of oil because it's in your plastics and it's in everything. Uh, so oil is beginning, is looking like a, a buy. Same applies to US oil. This has been on here for ages, this inverse head and shoulders that we had. Uh, it came back and it's broken through again. So UK, Brent, and WTI crude are, are a buy. They've still got some support, so it's not going to be you know a moonshot. Uh, silver's actually looking like it has bottomed. Um, it has not performed what people thought it would do. Uh, it could be that money just went into crypto. Uh, this is actually a monthly chart. So if we go to a weekly chart, uh, there is no pattern here, but... I mean, that was a strong week last week. So do we have a signal? I'd look at a Bollinger Band to see, can I get in on this one? And yeah, look, it would have been great if the week closed right at the top of this week. So if it, the high that we got to on silver was 24.69 and we closed at 24.27, had we gotten a close at the top, to me, that would have been a great sign to go long. Uh, but when it is still probably worth it to get into silver because you've got such good support down here at 2148. Gold. So gold has been a huge disappointment for people. Um, when we've got inflation um, basically just shooting off, gold has done nothing. Uh, if anything, I mean, we saw equities have a sell-off last week. Gold did not. So and that's what gold is. It's a security. Um, it basically just is intended to hold its value. 
however, you this was the perfect environment for gold to take off, and it hasn't. It's been really, really disappointing. Uh, we do have this trend line here that keeps bringing gold down. Probably better draw this way there. So that's going back to November 20. So over a, over a 12 month trend line there. Um, so that keeps suppressing the price of gold. Um, but it's holding up. So yeah, gold at the moment, not a trade, but you hold on to the gold because uh, if it holds its value, if everything else is going down, gold is basically cash in reserve that you can then buy. Um, even if the value of cash is going down, gold doesn't. So gold is a hedge against inflation. But I would have expected gold to do really, really well, and it hasn't. All right, everyone. Well, so basically, wrap what we want to say today is... Oh, sorry, one more. So this, I quite like. So this is Bitcoin. And this is a Renko chart. So essentially, when these go green, and um, what I'll do is I'll link an Investopedia article to explaining Renko candles and how they work. It's just too much for me to explain on this episode. Um, but if you are a trader and if you're looking to go long, um, this is great for Bitcoin. So this has a really, really good track record of when to go long into Bitcoin. And if you'll recall that 35,000 move that we announced, um, that's it turned green there as well. So, yeah, and it, it you know told you when the top was up here when it was red. So this is a really, really good indicator. Uh, we're still flashing red at the moment. Uh, this candle is yet to be formed, but it was finished right now. It will be red. Um, so at this stage, we are not looking to go long Bitcoin from a trade point of view. Um, and um, you're probably sick of hearing me say this, but dollar cost averaging means you don't have to worry about all this stuff. So before you want to leverage up and go long Bitcoin, again, not what we advocate you doing, wait till this turns green. So we'll have a look at this um, a lot more regularly now because we are getting into some interesting times in crypto and the markets in general. Oh, let's also have a look at the US dollar. So the US dollar has been quite interesting. So this is just the index, um, which is a dollar against a basket of other currencies, most notably weighed against the euro, the pound, and then the Japanese yen. Uh, so it broke through this key level we identified a long time ago at 94.67. It came back. Oh, look at that. And it bounced right on top. It's actually the first time I'm looking at this chart. I have not been looking at the dollar for some time. It bounced right on that level. So... The dollar is in an uptrend, and that is not a healthy sign for emerging markets. It's not a healthy sign for... Um, so if you, for example, were the Bank of Switzerland and you were buying shares in Apple, which you have been doing, and if the value of the dollar is going up, well, it's taking you more Swiss francs to buy US dollars, to buy Apple because you're converting those into US dollars. You're getting less, so you're buying less shares. So uh, you might be offloading those and taking your profit. So when the US dollar goes up, it does cause problems in the rest of the world. And this is why we have in the past, we've had these accords, where, you know, the G8 countries got together and figured out how to weaken US dollar. And the US wants a weaker dollar as well, it benefits them. So a strong US dollar does not bode well for macroeconomics.
So if we keep going higher, we will see risk assets going lower. And usually commodities will go lower, but that's not always the case because commodities are priced in US dollars. We're seeing the dollar and commodities go up. Um, I would expect commodities to keep going up. They're looking pretty solid at the moment. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in. And um, we will be back with another episode of Bitcoin Basics Podcast with myself and Gordon again soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. Disclaimer. Any content provided by CoinCompass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit coincompass.com for more information and please contact us.